You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in. Jay Barker Show in the Friday edition and uh, have a little bit of technical problems with the internet. So we're going to be via phone for a second until we get that worked out. But I hope everybody's having a great Friday as we got a great show lined up for you. Uh, coming up, Moose Johnson at 1 o'clock. we got Tony Curry's going to join us from 1 to 2 o'clock this afternoon as well. And uh, a lot more to dive into as far as some other news coming out of the SEC meetings. We are brought to you by and presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. We call it the bowling of this generation. You'll absolutely love it. The food, the fun, and uh, with friends, coworkers, or family, they do a lot of events out there, birthday parties, anniversaries, bachelorette parties, you name it, plus a lot of charity events as well. Get out to Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. 
go by and check out uh, all the great folks there, Tony Russell and everybody at uh, Sunday King Ford. If you're looking for that new Ford F-150 or any Ford that you might have out there. So a lot going on there at Sunday King Ford. A lot going on for the Boston Celtics. They get game one in the beginning of the series, championship series against Golden State Warriors. So pretty amazing if you look at what uh, they've done, what they've accomplished, and uh, all the things uh, that they did last night as far as the comeback, especially there in the fourth quarter. But uh, Lars, what do you think? I mean, as far as the the, uh, the outcome of the game and uh, all the things that uh, happened uh, this this, uh, this uh, the last night in that game one for uh, for the Boston Celtics. Um. Sorry, Dan. I'm just a little confused as to what is happening here with uh, our meeting signal. If they can hear me, that uh, last night I, I thought, uh, look, Seth Curry comes out, scores 21 points in the first quarter, and then um, the fact that, that Boston was right there, and then at, at halftime, you still have, uh, in the second quarter, excuse me, uh, Golden State is playing really well, shooting the ball well, and somehow the Celtics are leading at halftime. And uh, I think this portends very poorly for Cleveland or for <laughs> for Golden State moving forward. And um, uh, look, and Golden State just fell apart in the fourth quarter. Um, they were outscored, outplayed. Uh, at one point, it was a 17-0 run by the Celtics. Celtics absolutely could not miss from three. And, um, you know, those of us who thought that Golden State would easily cover that three-and-a-half spread, uh, totally wrong on that. And those of us thought that the over-under would go under 214 total points, very wrong on that. So uh, I admit that it wasn't a good night for me in terms of my bank account. But um, it was... uh, it was very revealing, and it just shows you, uh, guys, that physical play on defense, it just, it wore Golden State out. I think they were tired by the fourth quarter. Uh, and I know they had all this time off, and they, they, they should be fresh, but they just have not faced a team in the West that is as, as the physical presence that Boston did, does. And uh, then when Boston went, went small and, and, and sort of matched uh, 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 Golden State uh, through player for player, uh, Boston just they dominated. And, uh, you know, and they didn't even get a good night from their best player, Jason Tatum. You know, he, he did not uh, shoot the ball particularly well. So this is, uh, if you're in Golden State, you've got to be, in Steve Kerr, you got to be really worried about about this series because Boston comes into your house and uh, they absolutely uh, destroy you in the fourth quarter with their best player not performing very well on offense. All right. Fruit basket turnover it. He kept hitting them, hitting them, hitting them, and then, but you know, they made adjustments in the second half, and 
When he got the ball, there were two guys on him. But they didn't care who got left open. They were not going to let Curry beat him. And you just made the point about Tatum. Was he in the lineup in that 17 0 run? I don't know if he wasn't there from the whole deal. But it was a it was remarkable, and I'm not an NBA guy. When I am, I'm a Philadelphia 76ers fan, so you wouldn't expect me to like Boston. I don't. I don't like them at all. But I'm pulling for them because they have developed that franchise back to Celtics gold. And it's really, and they're ahead of schedule. And to watch them play, and in the fourth quarter, I was going, they can't just keep making every three pointer. Oh, <laughs> they did. And Al Horford, Al Horford just played a great game. Uh, very impressive. Got to be happy for him. He's been in the league so long. Uh, 15, 15 years and um, uh, scores 26, which uh, in, uh, I know, he, I think I believe it's second, second most uh, points ever uh, by scored by a Boston Celtic making their debut in the NBA Finals. Pretty impressive given the long history of, of the Celtics. And invested in Golden State and at halftime, yeah, it uh, didn't look good because Golden State was playing really well. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 84. Clear and very pleasant tonight, the low 61. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 87. And Sunday, partially sunny, a small chance of a shower. Sunday's high 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
part of this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist in New York for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year. Drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. The winningest quarterback in Alabama history with the record of 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is University of Alabama professor Lars Anderson, who is also a New York Times best-selling author and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham, The Jay Barker Show. Special guest with us again this week, and uh, that's Patrick Murphy, the head the softball coach, women's softball coach for Alabama, the Crimson Tide, and big regional wins this past weekend, and headed to the Super Regional now uh, with Kentucky. Uh, that game coming up at noon uh, this weekend, or Friday, and uh, also uh, this uh, again for just the record books. My gosh, just everything that uh, this team has done and this program has done, and uh, the amount of regionals they've been a part of has just been absolutely uh, amazing, and uh, all because of not only great talent, great teams, uh, but also a great coach and a head man. That's Patrick Murphy. So, Patrick, thanks for being with us again, and congratulations on uh, the huge wins this past weekend. Hey, thanks a lot, Jay. Appreciate it. And it's, uh, I, you know, it's been quite a run, and that's, I think it's 16 straight Super Regionals. And um, all of them that have been played, we've been, we've been in all of them. So it's, uh, it's a pretty cool um, feat, I guess. Uh, Coach, you played Kentucky uh, back in March, and they gave you a little bit of trouble. They took two or three from you in Lexington, and they even uh, uh, touched up Montana Fouts for eight runs in, uh, I think, 11 and two-thirds innings. Uh, SEC tournament, uh, a different story, of course, uh, as, as Fouts threw a complete game and allowed only one one run while striking out 15. Uh, can you just give us a preview of, uh, of, of, of Kentucky? Kentucky and, and what you're up against? Well, first of all, they're very well coached. Rachel Lawson has been there for maybe 15, uh, one of the best in our league. Obviously, she's in a very cold weather climate SEC school, so she's battling that all the time. But um, does a heck of a job of calling pitches. Um, they hit the ball really well. This is one of their best hitting teams I think they've ever had. Uh, their staff has been together for a long time. So the consistency within the staff, I think that really helps them. Um, up and down the lineup, they've got lefties with pop. They've got a freshman shortstop that's very legit. Um, could have been freshman of the year. She was just she killed the ball all year. She hit a home run off of us up there. Um, and then they have a bunch of pitchers that they will use. And so I think one of our keys 
is if they change a pitcher, we have to make an adjustment quick. Because if we don't, uh, and we allow the, the reliever come in and settle down, that's when we get in trouble sometimes. So, you know, at the SEC tournament, I think they started Dooms and then they brought in Ballman um, fairly quickly. Uh, I think we got up three to one and she switched. So we just got to be ready for that. And then, you know, they have a bunch of lefties that spray the ball. They got a ton of doubles. Um, so our pitching staff, you know, it's going to be a tough thing. It's, uh, you know, when they come up with all the, the, the matchups, you know, the, the first thing I always look at is, okay, who was the two seed in your regional, which was Clemson, and that gave me enough heartburn to last me a year. And then, uh, then the next thing is, you know, who are you matched up with in Super Regionals? And it's Kentucky. And, you know, not one of my favorite things to do is to play another SEC school, you know, a possibility of three more times. So, but that's, that's what it is, and we're going to be ready for them. Visiting with uh, Patrick Murphy and uh, the uh, head coach, women's softball, Alabama, and headed to the Super Regional this weekend and uh, against Kentucky. So we were talking about this earlier, and, and I know Lars has maybe kind of a specific question on a topic uh, just around coaching, but I, everybody talks about your, your guys' ability, whether it's playing small ball, whether it's being able to, to run the bases, certain things you do in order to get those runs um, that a lot of teams have kind of gotten away from over the years. Um, and and I'm not meaning to compare this, but just I think back to when you know Coach Saban said, "Look, you know, this is we got to change our personnel. We got to do things differently. We got to adjust." Talk about that. I mean, because it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong, but that you you have adjusted some with personnel, uh, batting order, certain things that you've done that has made y'all successful and allowed you to get runs and get up on people pretty quickly. And I, I think a lot of it during the year. I go with whoever is hot. So my lineup, you know, mm-hmm. I was reading the other day, I think it was the, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. They had played 26 games and they had 26 different lineups. And I was like, well, hell, that sounds like me. Because <laughs> even if matchups too, like if we if we know that a lefty's pitching against us, I'm loading it up with yeah. righties. I'm not letting the lefty-lefty go on, you know, and even pinch hitters too. Mm-hmm. So they got to be ready. But – you know, as it went down the stretch, and I think we've won 17 in a row or 16, I don't remember, um, that lineup that we have right now just has been very consistent, and I have not changed it uh, since the last, I think it was the last game of the, the Florida series where we started the streak. So um, I'm hoping it stays with us. You know, our lefties were great. Our short game kids were awesome in the tournament. Uh, they were great in regionals. It was just, it was fun to watch them because, you know, if they get a high bounce off the dirt, and our dirt's starting to get really, really hard right now, it's a base hit. Uh, yeah, I believe it's a 16-game win streak, Coach. Uh, congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Clearly, uh, you have a team that's peaking at the right time. And, and, and you, 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 just uh, this last weekend, you had offense, you had defense, you had uh, people uh, or uh, players just making plays left and right. I want to ask you kind of a bigger idea, bigger picture question. Uh, years ago, and I mentioned this to Jay earlier, years ago I uh, wrote a long story uh, on Gino Ariyama at UConn and uh, the success he's had at UConn being a male coach, coaching obviously uh, young female players. And 
I'm wondering um, just what are the unique challenges that, that, that come with, again, uh, in, in, in your unique role, and also what are maybe some of the uh, assets and strengths that allow you to do such a good job at it? Clearly, you've had sustained success. Uh, and uh, really, I, I'm so interested in just your uh, analysis of, uh, of 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 that of the unique position you are in. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have three older sisters, so I'm the youngest uh, son of three sisters. So I've been around um, females all my life. So I think that really helps me a lot. Um, second, I have noticed that when I recruit a kid. If she has a good relationship with her dad, and I think you're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studio. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Hi, welcome back in and roll tide. We got Chris Stewart joining us. He is the voice of Alabama baseball, Alabama basketball, and uh, much more. Uh, Chris Stewart uh, does an unbelievable job when it comes to representing the Crimson Tide, the University of Alabama, and uh, in all things. And uh, one of our great friends here on the show, we appreciate Chris joining us and uh, updating us on Alabama, kind of uh, what's going to be happening over the next couple of days. But uh, first of all, welcome in. Thanks for being with us. I know it's been a crazy, crazy week, so tell us about it. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Good to talk to you both. And uh, it's, it's nice. This is the only home series I get all year long, really, because uh, I'm about seven minutes driveway to parking lot at the Hoover Met. So even with the delays, I'm not minding it nearly as much as I might otherwise. But yeah, we're uh, everybody's right. playing the waiting game today. We knew that Alabama wasn't going to play today uh, after the win yesterday. You in the, the way the schedule's been bumped back. We knew it was going to be Friday at the earliest. Frankly, I'll be surprised if we get to play tomorrow. Uh, I'm talking about Alabama because I think today's games are going to get pushed back. But that's that's for other people to decide, but I I just don't think we're going to get any get much in today, if anything, and and that'll play havoc with tomorrow. So the good thing, the main thing, is Alabama's undefeated, and and that's a, a great spot to be in. The season's still going, and with what they've done in their two ball games here, may have just ensured the fact that they'll play baseball next week in a regional for the second straight year, and it's been a long time since that's occurred. So excited about that potential. Chris, I was telling Jay and our listeners and viewers here. By the way, hey, it's Matt. How are you? <laughs> I knew I know the voice well, my man. We were. I was just thinking. Right. I was waiting to go. What was it about twenty seven, twenty eight years ago? We were getting ready to go to Winnipeg at this time. Yes, when it is my as my daughter at the time was about five, said, "Daddy, are you going to Winnipeg?" <laughs> Uh, I don't know, still just that's just that's just a beautiful. She's on the yeah. phone long distance, and we're in Winnipeg. Man, that was some. Uh, 
We'll have you on next Thursday at 12.30, and we will relive the road trips through Canada. No, perhaps we won't. I love Canada. Oh I bet we could, we could get Molson to sponsor it. But, okay, yeah. back, to, back to the serious nature of talking SEC baseball. I told everyone just a minute ago, I, I was very concerned about Alabama even making the tournament, much less looking at postseason after the SEC tournament, after Auburn did, you know, ran through them. But something happened yeah. Friday. The bats got pulled out of the bin. Can can you tell me, uh, as Bohannon told you, the team told you, what the heck happened and it just lit them on fire? Well, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. And uh, just not going to uh, do that. Well, no, I'm, was, I'm old, so everybody wants to know. Go was, ahead. <laughs> no, it was a uh, – I, I really think getting the win in the – second game of the series against Arkansas, which was the Friday game, clinching a spot in Hoover, took some pressure off, and they were able to come out and relax, and and Bo said he wasn't sure which way it would go. He knew they'd be relaxed, but would they be so relaxed in game three, the, the finale, in the regular season finale, that they go through the motions, or would they play loose, relaxed, and ready to go, and thankfully it was loose and relaxed, and and they were up 18-3 to before they ultimately won 18-5. to Now, if, you, if you're not paying close attention, it's easy to think, well, Arkansas, you know, already had their, their spot clinched, so they didn't have anything, but that's not the case. Arkansas was trying to win at least a share of the West for a fourth consecutive year and they would have only been the third team in the history of the league to ever do that. And they got popped. Bama played great and then turned around, won a game against a, a struggling Georgia team, then then got the Hogs again yesterday in a much tighter game than the last one. But that's, that's part of why the belief is that they've done enough to secure a spot in a regional next week or very, very close to it because that's the third – third straight win over the Hogs in a week. They were fifth in the country when we beat them twice in Tuscaloosa, and they had fallen to tenth when the Tide beat them yesterday. So those are those are pretty prominent wins. I, I counted this morning. I think it's 12 wins against the current top 40 RPI that Alabama has. Now, granted, you get more opportunities in college baseball than you do in, in basketball. I understand that. So it's you know, it's, it's got a little different sound to it. But they've got some really key wins. They've got some bad losses, but they've got some good wins. And this team showed it's their first – I think the stat I saw is the first four-game win streak they've had since they won eight in a row back in early April. And that stretch included a win over Tennessee, the first by an SEC team in Knoxville all year long. So – They've proven when they're at their best, they can absolutely play with anybody in the country. They just haven't been as consistent. I feel like I've just simply taken my basketball conversation in uh, in early March, late February, and translated that to baseball. And there may be some similarities, but uh, I hope it winds up very similar in that both have their season, you know, end up in an NCAA regional somewhere. Chris Stewart joining us with CTSN, the voice of Alabama baseball, basketball, and much more. But uh, I, I got to ask both of you, I want both of your uh, thoughts on this. 
uh, a lot of discussion about the shifting and about you know Major League Baseball saying, look, we may not do this next year. We may not allow it to happen. Um, they're saying that it's, it's cutting down on offense. They want to see guys stay in, uh, in the dirt as well as at their positions. Uh, yesterday, Alabama moves. They get short stops about right around second base. He makes the throw. Do you score to 6-3, 4-3? I mean, is it still six three? It's, because it's by the player. By the player. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that so it yeah. would be. Yeah. So it would be a six three. So the question that would, 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 for both of y'all, and I'll start with you, Chris. Do you do you like the shift, or do you want to get back to playing it, where stay in your spot, stay in the dirt, and and see more maybe more offensive production, even though we've seen a ton uh, so far in this SEC tournament. Yeah, I hate it, but I understand it, and I don't know how you regulate it because if you do that, how are you going to? You know, I'll, I'll put this in, in the language that most people in her state understand more than anything else. I'll put it in football terms. How, how can you regulate, you know, where you put defenders in baseball when you can overload, an, a, you know, things on your offensive front in football? Uh, you can you can switch defenses up, go with different looks in, in football. You know, what's the what's the difference? Uh, it's it's trying to come up with the best defense to stop offense within the rules with the number of players you know on the on the same side of football line of scrimmage. Uh, how you line them up, what you choose to do with them is should be you know your coach's call. And it's the same way in baseball. Again, I don't like it, but I don't know how you're going to do that. To me, it takes away some of the late game drama of things because if you, mm-hmm. if you say you can't do that, Matt, don't you also have to take, and I know it's a very rare situation when you do this, but we've seen it where teams may bring in an outfielder to give you an extra infielder when there's one out uh, or no out, ninth inning, tie game, extra inning, something like that. I mean, it, it's an extreme case, but we've all seen it. And if you take away the shift and you put specific rules on where guys can play as far as the defensive alignment, you're taking all of that type strategy out. And I I think that would be a mistake as well. What Chris said, boom. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, when your first words came out, I don't like it, but I understand it. I don't think they should enforce it. They should not change. What are you going to do? Put little digital circles around the players? And by the way, if they yeah. get out of their designated position, what are you going to do? You, do you right. take away a run? I mean, what's right. the penalty? Uh, it makes yeah. absolutely no sense. And, I, I'm, and I'm point, sure Gino Toretta would love to have not had 11 men on the line of scrimmage uh, in the 1999 yeah. <laughs> game. Exactly. See, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. But you, what, or now you can't pull like your infield him. in when you got a runner on third? What's that, Chris? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, or is it look to Gino, 22 guys on the line of scrimmage? Because uh, uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. he, he, he thought he was facing more than 11, that's for sure. Well, you know, and Chris, you've seen this happen probably several times this year. You pull your outfielders in. When a sack mm-hmm. fly is going to win the game, you pull them in. Try and gun the guy down at the plate. So, uh, Chris, you and I agree on a lot of things, but I think we are literally hand-in-glove on this one. And it goes for this and Major League Baseball and Little League Baseball. By the way, as long as I'm on a roll here, it's not new. My favorite favorite player of all time, my favorite athlete of all time is the hammer, Henry Aaron. Let me tell you. 
yeah. in his prime, they were putting three guys on the left side of the infield. Okay, mm-hmm. they're just right. doing it more frequently. Okay, uh, right. Chris, I think we made our well, point and become better batters, right? I mean, go, exactly. Go to the go Thank to you. go to where there's no players. <laughs> Learn how to learn how to bunt. Get a double. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's right. Lay down a bunt, go the opposite way, and you're starting to see that's going to sort itself out. It will balance back out again because teams will learn how to hit against it. They'll learn how to do that and and those those are things that in my opinion will take care of themselves over time. Tennessee's the team to beat, just like they were in the regular season. Uh, but uh this t- Alabama team's playing with a lot of confidence right now. They've got a, a guy in Grayson Hit that's scheduled to throw in the next game whenever that takes place, who at his best has been very good and has, has given Alabama a chance to win on Sundays. And they, well, they had maybe their most collective, their best collective outing with multiple guys out of the pen on, uh, on yesterday that we've seen all year long. So I, I like how things are shaping up for them. Just got to go play, swing the bats a little more consistently, but make sure you get the big hit when you do get guys on, and they did that in the few cases they had them on yesterday. Chris Stewart, always great to talk to you, my man. Have fun out there and in the rain delays. Figure out ways to play cards, play dominoes, do something uh, during that (laughs) time. We got it. But uh, we appreciate you. Do a great job. All right, man. Thank you. Jim, when we come back, I'll tell you what we did. Thanks, 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 Chris. I'll tell you what we did during rain delays. Okay. And, and, I don't think this is uh, unique, but then again, many of you may have never heard of this. Chris Stewart, he is with CTSN, voice of Alabama baseball. He's joining us talking about SEC tournament, Alabama's chances. He thinks they get a chance to get to the, get the final games. And they've been playing hot, playing well. And they get to keep the bats rolling and the pitch and defense going as well. We'll see what happens. I right, we'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 84. Clear and very pleasant tonight, the low 61. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 87. And Sunday, partially sunny, a small chance of a shower. Sunday's high 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Uh, we got to play a little short game right here as far as our segment. Uh, we got much time. We got Brittany coming up on the other side. Look forward to that. Last chance, you and uh, also Josh Smith told me to tell you. Thank you, Brittany. Appreciate that. He was excited to get a signed autographed uh, book. So uh, look forward to that. All right. Uh, a lot to get into on the other side uh, with Brittany. And again, our Wow Women on Wednesdays. Dana was great. And uh, talking to her and hearing all the things she had to say about their gymnastics. And Jonathan Hutton, who I thought had a lot of great things to say early on, Lars, about uh, kind of the state of the SEC where Tennessee's at, Georgia right now, kind of sitting at the top after the 15 drafted and national champions. I mean, you got to put them there for right now. They're, they're at, the, at the top. Now can they stay there? That's been always the key for teams. Can they, uh, once they ascend to the top of the mountain, can they stay and be consistent? 
Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the most compelling storyline. I mean, it's everybody, uh, here we are, you know, uh, this, what, three months away from from kickoff uh, for the season opener, and we pretty much can pencil Georgia and Alabama into the SEC championship game, and uh, it already looks like that's the collision course. Or Mississippi State, right? Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. I forgot to uh, include those in in the studio here. I'll throw our mic on there. Did y'all see that? Notre Dame, Ohio State game uh, slated for the third. That will be the site in Columbus for game day, college game day. Seems like everybody's always curious as to Mm -hmm. who gets selected. But also that very same night, and I knew this, but when I read it, I got kind of excited all over again. Um, Georgia, Oregon, Mm -hmm. that game is uh, the first Saturday. That's That's an intriguing game. Well, you Mm -hmm. think of Bo Nix, for instance, playing Georgia, who he's familiar with. In some ways, so um, I don't know if that's good for him or bad for him. <laughs> that uh, defense. Well, that defense yeah. is minus a bunch of them, so I'd much, lose much rather face that's them right. this year than last year. That's true. Also, about it. all right, quote that's kind of a dig at uh, our resident Tom Brady lover fan. I guess who, I should who say. is that? Uh, that would be the one and only Lars Anderson, <laughs> Dan Levitard, who I'm not the biggest fan in the world. Did you read this quote from him? No. On Brady's new mm. deal with Fox. Okay. They just gave $375 million to somebody who's never said anything interesting. <laughs> Come on. Levitard is very clever. And I, yeah. Levitard, that is clever. Le, yeah. Levitard is a very good writer as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I he, he, that, but right there, he's just being a Levitard. Yeah. He is. I, I mean, I, I like his dad in there just quipping yeah. in and saying oh, goofy lo- stuff all I the lo- time. That's special. Uh, I love that. But, uh, but, you know, you think about it, there's a little truth in that. There's a lot of truth to that. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank there you. is. Yeah. And I'm the Tom Brady he's lover. Don't be, ever say Lars. He's going to be. A, oh, yeah, you yeah, are? Yeah. You're the yeah, big Brady guy. Yeah. No, he's Tom Brady's going to be Jason Witten. We'll never no, be. he will yes, not he is be, going be, to be Jason Witten. Witten. I, I lean towards your direction. Oh, of course, uh, that man think, crush over think, there is not going to say anything bad. Do you going to be critical? No. Say anything controversial is going to hurt. He will the be brand. no Johnny Miller of the football. Can't hurt. I used TV, to love Johnny can't hurt Miller. TV twelve. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up Damage. next, Brittany Wagner, Last Chance You, her book, and a lot of you had a chance to watch the Netflix original series, Last Chance You, as well. So uh, we'll be visiting with her coming up on hour number two. Stay with us. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. 
I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. And you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. 
have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should. I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show.
The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? You can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tide. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. From AVX, Matt Coulter. Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us, being with us each and every day throughout the network on our YouTube channel as well and Facebook Live for Bama Insider. But uh, always uh, great to have uh, a lot of great guests. we got a great one coming up here shortly, and uh, Jonathan Hudson will be joining us and uh, from OutKick. Looking forward to really have a chance to uh, visit with him. At Hutton OutKick is his Twitter handle. But real quick, uh, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. If you headed down to the USFL Games at Protective Stadium, great place to tailgate before or after the shows, uh, after the uh, games and shows, uh, but also a great place, birthday parties, bachelor parties, bachelor anniversaries, just a great time with coworkers, family, friends. They do a lot of charitable events out there as well. Get out to Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. You'll see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, let's welcome in Jonathan Hutton joining us from OutKick. We're going to talk a lot of SEC with him, and always a pleasure to have him on and have a chance to spend time with him and get his take on all things around the SEC and college football and uh, and other things as well. But, Jonathan, great to have you on, my man. Thanks for being with us. Jay, it's great to be back on, man. And, and let me say, there there are great intros uh, for, for radio shows, and then there are alpha introductions. And that production that you have leading into your show is bar none the best I've heard leading into any show that I've joined 
in, in, in discussing anything football. So uh, well done, Jay Barker, for setting the bar that no one else can reach when it, when it comes to an introduction with Saban and everything else. That is all Josh Smith. So we, we give all credit to him back at Crawford Broadcasting, our producer there that runs our live stream as well as produce the show. So uh, got to give, uh, give Josh all that credit. So good job, Josh. All right, um, I want to start with Georgia. All right? and, and really, let's talk around the SEC. We'll get back to Alabama because we're Alabama stations and uh, so yep. talk about that. But uh, as far as Georgia, 15 guys drafted a record. Uh, the amount of defensive guys that went in the first round. Kirby wins the national championship. Where is Georgia right now in your mind as far as is, is he now in the position to kind of be in, in, in the lead? Is he in a place to be at the, I mean, I would consider him number two, uh, at least uh, be Alabama and Georgia, uh, but just kind of where you see the program right now for Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I, I see them just as you just described them, you know, right, right there, right, right there at number two. And here's the thing, Alabama, Georgia, uh, and we could put in a, maybe a couple of other teams that would meet this criteria. But um, every year, uh, and we saw this uh, uh, two years ago with Alabama, every year there is a draft class where the draft Knicks um, on draft night look around and go, oh, my, Like they, the, the cupboard is going to be bare at, at Alabama or Georgia because look at this. I mean, their entire starting roster is headed <laughs> to the NFL. And I, I sit there and I go, mm-hmm. no, that they, they haven't watched. You know, they don't follow recruiting, which, I mean, I don't blame them. I, m- recruiting can be monotonous at times. But they they do not rebuild. They reload time and time again. You know, and uh, I, I heard that from the SEC, Jay. Um, the, the talk of the SEC last year was a record number, 65 players were drafted in the 2021 NFL draft from the, from the conference. And – they said, oh, well, maybe, you know, the talent will, will have to kind of rebuild itself a bit. Well, the SEC tied that record this year with 65 players drafted in the NFL draft. I mean, they just continue to churn out talent. So, to me, the teams at the top remain at the top. And uh, when Saban was discussing uh, the, the parity of college football, the only parity I know is the parity between the first and second string on both of those teams. That's pretty much it. And uh, you can count on Alabama and Georgia being at the top of the SEC East and the SEC West. I, I have zero doubts about what Kirby Smart's doing in Athens. Jonathan, another coach I wanted to ask you about is um, uh, Shane Beamer at South Carolina. And uh, Shane is a good friend of ours on the show. I've gotten to know Shane a little bit over the years, yeah. played some golf. And I just couldn't be more impressed with the guy and also what he's building there. And I know that you've spent time with Shane as well. Just your assessment of the state of the program at South Carolina. I, I like the momentum. You know, it, it is tough to go from two wins to seven wins at any level. And he did that in year number one as a first-time head coach. And, you know, I look around and I I think, okay, to me it's tougher to go from seven to the next level up than it is to go from two to seven, which is very difficult. Uh, You're right. I I really like Shane, too. Um, He's got the the right head on his shoulders. I think the time that he spent both at Mississippi State and at Georgia – um, but speaking of Kirby Smart, he was on those first staffs as those coaches took over. And I think that has helped him put together his first staff at South Carolina and kind of the momentum shaping that he wants to take into year number two. He's got his quarterback now. 
Um, I asked him last week, uh, we were chatting, and I, I asked him about Rattler because you know, the Oklahoma ties that he, of course, has, and he gets the quarterback. If it's a, if it's a normal transfer comes in, does it take some time within the offense, or does this guy have a bit of a, a leg up because he's familiar with a similar style and a similar system that, that Beamer's going to run? And it was kind of in between. I, I, think, I think Rattler's in a really good spot, though. He, he can be comfortable. He knows his coach very well. Uh, not a ton of pressure there like there is at Oklahoma. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do because they they have the chance to go into that, how I would phrase, the Tennessee zone that where, they were, where, where Tennessee was a year ago. I think that's the next level up for them after seven wins is to carry that momentum over uh, with, with a victory somewhere along their schedule that maybe you weren't expecting. But, hey, I mean, they – they, they they should have a pretty good defense, and their quarterback play should should improve based on all the quarterbacks they had to go through last year, uh, and the transfers they have coming in. They they should be fine, and I, I think uh, that they're they're probably expected to win seven or eight again. But that's really good considering what Beamer inherited. Our guest is Jonathan Hutton from Outkick. Jonathan, I'm not going to go through the the issues. What happened with Auburn and Brian Harson? We, we're all familiar with that. What kind of pressure is he under entering his second season? And what's a realistic number? What? How many games he need to win? God, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there is a number, honestly. I mean, he could beat Bama, but I don't know if that's a number. You know, that's one. I, I think everyone sees the writing on the wall. He saw it whenever he wanted out. The fact that Derek Mason took a pay cut. Uh, and, and again, you don't want to rehash everything, but like I'm just uh, the writing on the wall to me is already done. It's just kind of a uh, we know what's going to happen. I thought they tried to speed up the process a year ago, or not say a year ago, a couple months ago, and you know, for whatever reason couldn't get it done monetarily on either side. He couldn't find a way to Oregon, so he stayed. Um, it's it's odd. I, I won't name names. Uh, there <laughs> there are. Uh, there are some guys that have been around his program that are in the USFL um, that chose to go to the USFL instead of stay with his staff. That speaks volumes to me. Um, so I, I think everyone knows that it's kind of a one-more-year type situation. And Harson, Harson's a good coach. I mean, we saw him at Boise do really nice things. Um, but I, I would hate to be – Whoever ends up, it's either him or, I mean, just look at all the coaches in the SEC West alone and who you're up against. And then look at the situation at Auburn. They, they, I don't know where they turn if they were to get rid of him this offseason, who they go and bring in that matches the standard that Auburn sets, Where whereas maybe you know a year from now there's a bigger pool to choose from based on when they're going to be selecting. That, that sounds harsh. But to me, it's it's already a done deal. I don't know if there is a number, and that's that's rare. Um, he could uh, they could shock some people and pull off an upset, which they nearly did against Alabama this year. But even while that was going on, there were things beneath the surface that were bubbling, about to bubble over anyway. So I, I take that to mean that we'll see Brian Harson coaching somewhere else in twenty twenty three. Again, Jonathan Hutton with us from Outkick. And i got to ask you about the Tennessee Volunteers, Josh Heupel, and just kind of what he's done there. Where, where do you see the program? They just got a really great quarterback. Uh, some consider him the top quarterback uh, in the country coming in the next year, uh, for the next year's class. But um, just kind of what's the state of the program there at Tennessee? You're right there in that Nashville area. What do the Tennessee fans say? 
Well, uh, I, I, for the record, I know I'm on in Bama. I am not a Tennessee fan. I, I did not grow up. I grew up in Tennessee, but I'm not a Tennessee fan like Clay or, or Chad, which is fine. Like, I, I, I respect all the fan bases in the SEC. I root more for the story. There's a big story in Knoxville. Uh, because Heupel, the, the the question I had on him was, would he be able to recruit nationally at Tennessee? Based on, you know, because that was always what we heard with uh, some of the other coaches that came in. They could recruit, could they develop? Well, I knew Heupel could develop because I saw him do that with some players last year. Hendon Hooker, a transfer who he did not recruit, um, was there with Jeremy Pruitt right before Pruitt left. Hendon Hooker ends up being the starter and ends up taking over and fits that system perfectly. Um, and I think Heifel adjusts things well to his personnel. They, they, they are thin on defense. They are going to have to put up a boatload of points because they are thin at some really important positions on defense this year. But as far as the momentum and the talk, um, I, I think they missed out. They, you know, they're renovating Neyland Stadium, so they didn't have a spring game. And they were trying to do it at, at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, but then Garth Brooks rescheduled his concert, so they did not do a spring game. I, I had mentioned I thought that spring game – which has not been well attended in recent years, would have been the, the sign that the fan base is back on board. They, they are with this guy um, because they, he, he plays in a very exciting style. And you mentioned the recruit with Nico. Uh, the fact that they've landed a five-star quarterback in a commitment like that, um, while they've had some in the past, not nearly to this level. And uh, there, there's five stars and then there's the elite top of the line. And this guy... Uh, depending on whatever list you see, is number two or number three in the country at the position. So um, that, that, that's got some momentum with him. Uh, but the momentum now is that Hendon Hooker is back. And, and coming off the year that he had, can they take things to the next level? They're going to score a ton of points. The, the question comes, can they stop the opposing offense? And I think there are times where the offense, Jay, can, and I asked Heupel this, and he kind of laughed at me. As, uh, and I mean, I am an idiot, but he laughed at me like it was a dumb question. But I asked him, I said, do you even practice a four-minute offense? Because there are times in games where I would love to see that offense slow down a bit and help its defense out because you almost go too fast. They're scoring, but there were games last year where they score too fast. Ole Miss comes to mind. And, and they get the ball back to another up-tempo offense that can match you because your defense isn't stopping anything. Um, I think they're, they're, they're thin on defense to the point where they've got to slow things, but slow things down at an important level in 2022. Uh, I, I may, maybe they will, but their system is their system. They know one speed. And I think sometimes instead of just hammering the gas, just let your foot off the gas. You don't have to hit the brake, but just, just, take a breath instead of rushing up to the line every time and, and run some more clock. I think that could be beneficial to them. So we'll jump quick to break and uh, be back with him coming up on the other side. Stay with us. This is the Jay Barker show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide. The best sports talk period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 84. Clear and very pleasant tonight, below 61. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 87. And Sunday, partially sunny, a small chance of a shower. Sunday's high 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
Welcome back in. Always great to have him on. Jonathan Hutton, again, from OutKick, joining us here on the Jay Barker Show. Jonathan, here in Birmingham, we often lose perspective in the Crimson Tide <laughs> bubble that we are in. Sure. Please, give us, uh, give us a, with, fr- <laughs> with, 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 with fresh eyes, please give us your analysis of uh, Alabama and where the uh, state of the program is with Nick right now. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know if expectations can be any higher for him. Like, it's just kind of a, an accepted thing. It's just like it's he's going to be there kind of thing. He's reached that level, and the program has reached that level. They're they're in the playoff. Like, it's kind of like uh, and, and here this is going to be extremely rare uh, an NHL reference uh, in Alabama. But the Tampa Bay Lightning the last two years. I was talking with Clay about this. They've won back-to-back national uh, champions, Stanley Cup, uh, Stanley Cup trophies, and I mean regular season. They know they're going to be in the playoffs this year, going for the three-peat. And it's just kind of like getting back to it. Um, Saban, I know, hates that. Like he he finds that toxic poison. And I, if I'm a coach, if I'm a player, I would ignore it too. But the fact of the matter is, all those dudes know they're that good, and there's a everyone else looking to them kind of thing and look even georgia georgia knows what's up that they they saw them in the sec championship game and then they saw them again like we we know those two teams the championships going through them and that that's the expectation for saving and look it it's it this year jay is going to be a lot like the trevor lawrence clemson year where we knew 15 months early in advance that trevor lawrence was going to be the number one overall pick it was just a matter of to which team, and Jacksonville ends up winning that. Bryce Young's going to have that same hype this year, um, and that always comes with the caveat of stay healthy. But Bryce Young is going to be that level of superstar at the college uh, at the college level, and um, we're already going to be debating what he's going to be like at a pro as a pro in September, uh, and debating you know where he's going to be in week one of September of 2023. That that's. That's now the discussion for Bama, I think, uh, on top of the fact that, look, last year on our college football tour, we tried to go to every SEC town and try to spread out games. Uh, truth of the matter is we spread out games based on where Alabama was going to be. And, and that, I mean, it's because they're playing the biggest game in the SEC every week. Great points. Jonathan Hutton, always great to spend time with you at Jonathan or at Hutton Outkick. That's at Hutton Outkick. That is his Twitter account. And, uh, man, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks for being with us. Absolutely. Anytime, Jay. You know that. Appreciate you guys. All right, man. Thank you. Jonathan Hutton again from Outkick. As we continue here, we got Brittany Wagner in studio as well. She'll be joining us at 1 o'clock. Dana Duckworth now joining us, the gymnastics coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Always great to have her on on WOW Women on Wednesdays, which we started a few months ago. And uh, a lot of fun talking women's sports, and uh, especially with Dana and all the success that they've had with Alabama Gymnastics. But, Dana, welcome in. I hope you had a great vacation. Well, Todd, well, actually, Matt was wrong. I was recruiting. I haven't had a vacation yet. That's coming Memorial Day. I swear I thought you said you were going to the mountains and you liked the beach better than the mountains. I remember you saying that, Dana. But I don't know. Well... I put on two different socks this morning. Maybe, maybe, but no. I just got back. I just got back from. uh, I just got back from Mesa, Arizona. We were out there for what's called the Developmental Program National Championship, and I say that slowly because they changed the name. Used to be called JOs, 
and it's hard for me to call it DP Nationals, but um, it's Development Nationals. And we had our coaches convention. So we were out in Mace, Arizona in the 107 degree heat, but we're under some great conversations. It's kind of cool to have all the coaches in one room from Division One and Two and Three, and to hear just the conversations about our sport, just everything that's going on in in college gymnastics and athletics. Dana, so uh, what's your upcoming schedule going to look like? Uh, when will you get on vacation? Does recruiting ever stop? <laughs> so we instituted a couple years ago a dead period, June 1st through the 15th, where everybody can actually take a break and you don't feel like someone's getting a competitive advantage in recruiting while uh, you're taking a vacation. And that was really a smart move for us. So uh, on the 15th of June, we can start making phone calls to our 2024 recruits. So those are athletes that are rising juniors in high school. And so the process is you, you know, send the text message at 12.01 on the 15th. I'm kidding. We normally do it at 8 a.m. But, um, and just basically let those athletes know that Alabama's interested in you. And then you try to get the phone call going. And then, you know, in the day of the Zoom, you try to do a Zoom call. And you try to do like a, a virtual recruiting presentation. And then you kind of get busy with who's interested. And then after August 1st, those student-athletes are allowed to take an official visit, where it used to be the official visit was in your senior year. But now in gymnastics, the official visit is in your junior year. And then we'll have summer camps this summer, and some of our student-athletes are here for summer training. But we don't have what's called CARA, Countable Athletic-Related Activity, required in the summer. So if they're here for summer school, all of their strength, conditioning, and training is totally voluntary. And so they will come in the gym and designated times we have set and they'll train in the summer, build the engine, but the whole team will then arrive for the fall. So that's basically our summer recruiting, camp, training, vacation. Dana, uh, I bet you get this question a lot and I'm going to follow up and do it again. How often do the recruits go, hey, uh, where's Nick? Uh, and does Saban ever run? I know he helps. Does he ever come in there and help close the deals? That's a great question. I am very selective of when I ask Coach Saban for time because it's very, very limited. But, yes, our student-athletes always wonder. A lot of the parents actually want it more than our student-athletes, believe it or not. You get a couple of those gymnastics uh, from our, some gymnasts that are football fans. And uh, so we've been very fortunate. Coach Saban has all of his rings, like, sitting on this uh, coffee table. And the girls go in there and put, like, 15 rings on their fingers and their nose. I mean, it's hilarious. And they get all giddy. So, yes, it's very <laughs> collaborative process when it's available, um, but also appreciate whenever, um, you know, we have that level of recruit and they can they can see him. Dana Duckworth, the uh, gymnastics coach, Alabama Crimson Tide. Always a pleasure to have her on Wow uh, Women on Wednesdays uh, segment. We started with her back uh, just a few months ago. Uh, Dana, going, going back to recruiting a little bit, too, is recruiting for you like it is with the other sports, especially with football and basketball now, how important is the portal? Because if, if you're recruiting for long-term, uh, long term, or maybe you're recruiting for the short game of saying, look, I want to get uh, people in now. i got to get some experience. How is your approach to the portal? The portal is in relatively new. And, you know, it, it's tricky because we're going to commit most of our student-athletes in their junior year. So you have to make a decision on the front end if you have, you know, four spots available, are you going to hold a spot or two to then be able to use the portal? And that's kind of where we're migrating to. 
it hasn't been going on long enough for us to, us to get to that point. Right now, most of the portal activity for gymnastics is the fifth year COVID year. So a lot of these student athletes want their fifth year and, you know, you've already allocated scholarships. So these athletes have to make a choice um, on that. And so I've seen some of that. So my, my philosophy on the portal is we check it, we look at it. At the same time, we recruit really great people and uh, it's, it's a joy to be able to recruit them, have them signed, sealed, and delivered. And then I think that over time, we're going to see more uh, on how that's going to impact us. If that's a fair answer. <laughs> Dana, not counting anyone in gymnastics or anyone associated with the University of Alabama, who is a coach that has influenced you, uh, whether it's someone like uh, Pat Summit or it, it, it's sort of anyone, uh, male or female, that uh, when you look back on your career, um, that has uh, had an impact on your philosophy on how you conduct your affairs? Ooh. That's a great question. I mean, I've been blessed to have a predecessor in, in Sarah Patterson, so I'd have to start there with just uh, building a program, tradition, excellence, um, all those things. And then I feel like when I, every time I think about Pat Summit, I think about that quote that, you know, if you don't market your program as much as you recruit, uh, may your athletes compete in front of no one. And so I think that she was a, trailblazer with packing that arena. And that's been a struggle when the SEC Network came on and all of the meets are live and, and the televised, right? Um, so I would look at that. I also... You put me on the spot. I'm trying to think. I mean, <laughs> there are some legendary coaches that really, really put the, the, the athlete first, the, the, the students, the person first, and and coach with a lot of heart and, and, and them as people. And I think that's kind of always been my, you know, love first, coach second, and, you know, make sure that they feel supported and heard and, and listened to. So that's a, a big philosophy. And I've just seen that kind of play out in general with a lot of female head coaches. Dana, I'm fascinated how programs use social media. Uh, how much do you use it? Do you do it yourself? How many platforms are you on? And I know that I was able to follow Alabama Gymnastics when y'all were on the road in the regionals and then the finals uh, because you've got somebody doing it there. So um, that's a huge percentage of what you do now, isn't it? It's crucial. I mean, social media is recruiting. Social media is developing the brand for the program and then of course you add the opportunity for the athlete to develop their brand and it's a, a continuation and extension of the alabama gymnastics brand on top of the university of alabama brand where legends are made and so for me social media is a way to share our story it's definitely a pictorial uh, narrative and it is it's showing the class it's showing the uh, resilience. It's showing the athleticism. But it's also showing that this is a team of young women having fun and unity. You get to show the academic side. It really has opened up everything. As far as the number of platforms we are on, of course, the most common are Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, we don't have an Alabama Gymnastics TikTok. We've talked back and forth of what that's going to look like. But it's another platform to manage, and it's a lot. 
So we kind of focus on those three and have had great success. And engagement. The key is, you know, of course, with social media is engagement. And it's amazing how well our videos do. Because sometimes we'll have this cool graphic and I'm like, oh, it's going to get great engagement. And it's like, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know hey, a little secret? Talk to you. Tell me a secret. I'll tell you a quick yeah, secret. secret. There is a bowl at a restaurant called El Grand Patron locally that's called the Coach Dana Bowl. And it's because I went in there and custom older or ordered this bowl so many times, they finally said it surprised me when they changed the menu and they put my name on there. So there's a Coach Dana Bowl at El Grand. It's so good. <laughs> that's when you know you've arrived. Yeah, that you really? have, no you have a, a dish named after Last, you. Hopefully you don't well, get the you guys, picture. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks, Dana, Dana. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, Dana Duck, we're joining us, Alabama Gymnastics. Roll Tide. All right, uh, we'll be back. All right, <laughs> we'll be back. Dana Duckworth, thank you so much. And uh, coming up next at 1 o'clock, we got Brittany Wagner. Last chance you. We look forward to that. And guess what, Josh? As you're looking, Brittany brought you a book signed to Josh Smith. So I got that for you. All right, he's over there giving claps back in the studio at Crawford. All right, we'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C letter O. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? You can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people accomplish something of significance make a difference that would be my message to everybody here make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way god bless you and roll tide jay barker led the crimson tide to a national championship in 1992 winner of the johnny unitas golden arm award and a finalist for the heisman trophy voted the sec player of the year and was drafted by the green bay packers also seeing time with the new england patriots and the carolina panthers he is the winningest quarterback in alabama history 35 2 and 1 member of the alabama sports hall of fame jay barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to 
to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hi, welcome back in. Hour number two. And uh, don't forget, we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation. And with the coworkers, family, or friends, uh, just a ton of fun. And a lot of birthday parties are done out there. They do a lot of charitable events to raise a ton of money. And for a lot of you going out to USFL games, uh, it's a great place to tailgate before and after right there at uh, right there by Protective Stadium. Top Golf of Birmingham, driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. All right, we got Lars Anderson, we got Matt Coulter, and now Brittany Wagner in studio with us. And uh, she is Next Chance You from Last <laughs> Chance You and uh, the series on Netflix that um, at one time, I mean, it was bigger than Stranger Things. It was bigger than all these other shows that were coming up on Netflix. And now there's been a number a number of other series that have come off of Last Chance You. But her book is Next Chance You, so I'm going Throw that up right there. If you can grab that uh, for a lot of you, I don't know if Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, Josh can see that. Yeah, there we go. Next chance, you. That's the book. But uh, first of all, gr- great to have you in. How are Thanks. you? Thanks. I'm good, Josh. Good. That's your copy. It's signed and autographed just for you. All right. Good so stuff. make sure you get it. We had dinner <laughs> the other night, and uh, Josh, for the first time, had a chance to meet you. I think Matt, for the first time, had a chance to meet you at, at Fleming's as well, and uh, talking about getting involved in the show and we do our women on Wednesdays wow and really talk about women's sports and uh and you played sports but also were very much involved in whether it was was it Mississippi State um yes. what was the other one Jacksonville State Jacksonville State yeah. and then East Mississippi East yeah. Mississippi yeah talk for, for our audience who ha- didn't hear the last time that we had you on just kind of tell talk to them about your role and how all this came about with Last Chance You on, on Netflix uh, and just kind of your story. Yeah, so we, I was working at East Mississippi. I'd been there for six years, and then we got the kind of famous Chad Kelly, maybe famous for all the wrong reasons, but, um, you know, just had national attention, obviously because his uncle was Jim Kelly, but also because he kind of famously cussed out Dabo Sweeney in the spring game on TV. And so all of a sudden, he was at our place, and we got a little bit more of national attention. And so GQ Magazine decided to do a feature story. They thought, I guess, being in New York and L.A., that it was super interesting that this tiny little town in the middle of Mississippi was producing all these Division One caliber athletes. So they sent a, a writer to us and did this feature story on our program. And then Netflix, at the time, was just produce, putting out syndicated shows. But they had just released Making of a Murderer, which was a huge success. And so they thought, okay, this is where we can make some money. And so they decided they were going to start doing some original series. And they bought the rights to our story. And then um, it happened really fast. Like, they bought the rights to our story in March. And we were filming, like, by June. So it was super quick. Didn't have a whole lot of time to think about it, which... It's probably good because if I had thought about it, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, and here we are. And so Matt was on Talladega Nights. Matt talks about his royalty checks. Tell everybody yeah. about it, your royalty yeah. checks. Yeah, my royalty checks are zero. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Zero dot zero zero, which is nuts. <laughs> it, it's nuts because when I think about all the extra work and like, you know, when you're filming a show, I mean, there's a lot of extra work. It's like all those scenes where it's just me and the camera. I mean, that is a lot of time where they have to come in and set up in your office. And, mm-hmm. and then you have to sit there and you're doing the interviews for hours on end. That's hours on end that I would normally have been doing my job. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to take all that stuff home. You still have to figure out how to do your job. 
and we got compensated nothing. And now there's like seven seasons and they've made all this money off of it. And we started it and we still get nothing. Yeah. And you can't lawyer up and do anything about it? No, I tried. I tried to lawyer up um, before... We uh, before I filmed season two, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yes, I will film season two. However, you're going to pay me because at this point the show is a huge success sure. and everybody was making money off of it. And yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. Did anybody so make money tried. off like coaches? Anybody? No. So they paid the school. The, this is what they do. Oh, Their yeah. policy is that they don't pay documentary subjects because it changes the story, which is dumb but whatever and so but they sounds like a bunch of hollywood bs to me exactly (laughs) but they pay the school a location fee so they paid the school like even what they paid the school was like 50 grand i mean it was nothing for what we all kind of had to do but they paid the school for the location fee and then then said basically when, when i loggered up basically they said well the school could have opted to pay you and they didn't and i'm like well of course they didn't i mean Mm -hmm. They don't pay me enough as it is. They're not going to pay me that extra, <laughs> extra money. Right. So, so yeah. So that's another reason why I left. I mean, people were like, "Why did you leave? You they would you would still be filming it if you had stayed," because I wasn't making a dime, and yeah. I, I could see myself still sitting there, still struggling, and still making other people money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I will take the platform. I'll use the platform, and I'll work my butt off, which I'm good at, and I'll earn my own money. And then, you know, I won't need them. So that's what I've done. Did uh, you eventually get used to the cameras following you around, or was it always just uh, you were cognizant that they were in the room? You're cognizant. Now, what happens, though, so I don't know why I was smart enough to request this. It was something bigger than me. But I was smart enough to request to have the same crew Mm. every day, all day, for Mm -hmm. two years. And so you get used to the people behind the apparatus. Like I had the same camera guy for two years. So I got used to to Luke. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you don't forget the cameras there, but you start talking to Luke instead of the camera. And then, you know, you open up a little bit more because you're, um, you know, I'd be looking at Luke and Luke was a friend of mine by the time we got done filming. And so I would start to get more comfortable with the people in the room. I don't know that you ever forget. It's really hard to forget when you have wires taped to your skin. Yeah. It, you don't really forget that. Like when you have to announce that you've got to go to the restroom, mm-hmm. you don't really forget. And, <laughs> and, and the trying, mic is on when yeah. you go to the bathroom. That's why I would and, announce yeah. it. I would be yeah. like, can y'all please take turn my mic off? I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, and they would in my ear be like, okay. You know, I'm like, this is so weird. How about if you needed to have a private conversation with one of the players? They were super respectful of that. Like, well, and two, there were players that didn't sign the release. Like there were players on our team that were like, I don't want to do the show. Mm-hmm. And so they had to respect that. So when those players would come in, if they didn't want it filmed, I mean, they would turn the cameras off. Um, or if I was having like a private, Like, there were times where I would have, like, personal phone calls. I mean, you know, and, like, I didn't want my personal life strung out all over TV. And so I would just say, like, hey, guys, I'm going to go outside and take this call. Can can y'all please turn my mic off? Um, But sometimes when it was, like, super personal and I didn't quite trust everybody, I would get in my car and just drive because I knew that there was a certain distance distance where nothing would work (laughs) anymore. And so I would just get in my car and drive off, you know, scuba. I mean, I had forever dirt roads. (laughs) So I would just drive off in order to have privacy because I just didn't know, you know, especially season one. I I didn't know if if they could be trusted or not. So, yeah. Smart lady. (laughs) Well, again, I have no idea how I knew these things. 
it was just weird. It was like something just would tell me, like, you should not trust mm. everyone completely. <laughs> can't believe you didn't. they didn't have to get you under SAG after contracts. I guess they all went under this guise this, yeah. you know, of it being a documentary. Yeah. Well, I promise you they pay people in documentaries. Well, I think you they know probably that too, Laura. do now. You produced them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know how they get away with it. And they may not get away with it anymore. Um, but I guess us being the first, you know, the first original series that they produced, they probably got away with a lot more than they do now. I don't know. Crazy. And when did you decide to write the book? Um, people kept asking me, you know, I went through the process a couple times and people kept saying like, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I'm like, I can't write a book. I don't know how to do that. I'm not that smart. And then, um, I finally just kind of, I didn't want to write a book about me necessarily. I kind of thought that would be boring. Like I didn't want to write like a biography or whatever. I wanted to write something that would help other people. And so when I finally got the right, like people on my team to support that kind of book. Cause people wanted me to write this tell all and like ju- give all the juice of college football and talk about coaches and tell all these stories of cheating or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. That's the next book. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one day I'll be brave enough. I wasn't at the time. And so I just decided, so when I got the right people on board, then, you know, I decided to do it. But interestingly enough, I, my agent and I went to New York. We had all these meetings set up to pitch, you know, the proposal. And I get there and I have one meeting and I go back to my hotel room and the, the governor or the mayor of New York City shuts New York down for COVID mm. that day. It was like the mandatory evacuation, like the mm-hmm. mandatory stay at home order the day that I was there. And I had, so all my meetings got canceled. I'm like sitting in my hotel room by myself in New York City trying to figure out how the heck I'm even going to get out of that city because everybody was trying to get out. So I couldn't get a flight. I couldn't change. It was a complete disaster. Yeah. How did you get out? I um, I have this little friend called Michael Strahan. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That helps. Yeah. 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 And so I ended up going to the the airport at 4 a.m., and walked in and ironically enough that Delta agent was from Birmingham. Mm. So weird. And the minute I walked up, he knew exactly who I was. And I was like, dude, please, like for the love of all things, holy, get me out of here. <laughs> I was terrified. Cause you I mean, we didn't know. Right. Like yeah. it was day the great one. Great plague yeah. had broken out in New York I'm like, city. I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to get stuck in New York city. And that, that great, amazing man got me on a 6am flight. First class, nonetheless. That's awesome. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Was everybody masked up? I'm just curious. At that time, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I'm in my, I'm in the car headed to the airport and there's a dude in a hazmat suit, like spraying down the sides of the buildings in New York City with like disinfectant, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Which they should probably do that anyway in New York City. Like probably shouldn't have taken COVID. (laughs) It shouldn't have taken COVID to make that happen. You're right. Buildings. But anyway. That guy made a lot of money doing that. (laughs) I'm sure. Not that entire time. They should do that in New Orleans, actually. Yeah. Especially after Mardi Gras, all that. Exactly. So, um, but you moved to Birmingham Mm -hmm. and the story is you moved for the airport. Yeah. Because easy travel. <laughs> yeah. That's why you need the Birmingham Airport Delta person. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. was driving here every week anyway because I was flying out for speaking engagements and living in Meridian, Mississippi. There's there's an airport there, but I don't, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. And so I was driving over here 
to fly out every week and finally one day it just kind of hit me like what why do I still live in Meridian I have zero reason to live here zero connection to this place um and so I went home and I, I asked my daughter, she was in the, the fourth grade at the time, I think. I said, hey, Kennedy, what do you think about moving? And she's like, okay, where? I'm like, I don't know, Birmingham? And of course, you know, she gets on her computer, like on her laptop and like mm-hmm. Googles it. And the first thing that pops up is the zoo. Oh. She's like, mom, let's go. Yeah, I'm in. Let's, yeah. let's move. So we did. That's it. <laughs> All right. More with uh, Brittany coming up uh, on the other side. Last Chance You, but her book is Next Chance You. We'll talk more about that and uh, other things surrounding women's sports and her life right here on this Wednesday edition. Wow. Women on Wednesday. We'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to the Jay Barker show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. You're listening to the Jay Barker show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 84. Clear and very pleasant tonight, the low 61. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 87. And Sunday, partially sunny, a small chance of a shower. Sunday's high 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the Jay Barker.